It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit BlackstoneMotors.ie. You're very welcome to late lunch this Valentine's Day, but there's a slight change on late lunch. Well, actually, there's a huge change on late lunch because we're not doing Valentine's this year. No. So we've done that, worn the T-shirt, what, for the last 14 years. We're taking a different tack altogether today. So let me say again, we'll start once more. You're very welcome to late lunch on this Palentine's Day. Yes, Palentine's. We're talking about pals, good friends on the show this afternoon and we have some very good friends lined up to have a chat with us on the show. Not alone two-legged friends but four-legged friends as well. Yes, you know, some people's best friend or best pal is their dog or cat or pet even. Anyway, it's uh, open season on late lunch this afternoon. What about yourself out there? Have you a long-term friendship or someone that you've been friends with for years and years? If you have, we'd love to hear from you on the show. Don't forget the usual numbers to get in touch with us. 086-1800-658. That's the WhatsApp or text number. Or if you'd like to call in, it's 041-983-2000. Also on today's show, yes, we have plenty of music intertwined with our guests on the Friends and Pals theme. And uh, after three o'clock, I'll be bringing you another soundtrack from a movie this week. A very, very famous movie indeed. But I begin late lunch today. Well, we have one half of the pals, I believe, at the moment. We will have the second in a moment. Mr. Bruce Shields, welcome back to late lunch after your uh, unbelievable appearance on the Tommy Tiernan Show. (coughs) Jerry, I'm still basking in the afterglow. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you because you're absolutely brilliant. And I've met so many people who said they enjoyed you so much. God, you're getting an old renaissance between here on the radio and the television, aren't you? I think it all started here on LMFM with you, Jody. <laughs> you know? Then they were they were open lock crew and they were in New Grange and they were looking for something a bit more monolithic than megalithic. <laughs> and, they, and they kind of found, they, they found me down on the bend in the road, you know, in Shankenstone. <laughs> anyway, you're with us today because we're looking for your friend. We're trying to locate him at the minute. I'm, I'm hoping we'll have him with us shortly. But it's well known that yourself and the great Sean Boylan have been friends for many, many years. Will you tell me, please, about... The first time you met him, how did you come across him? Are he you? Well, well, Jerry, as you know, my quest for knowledge and spiritual enlightenment is is never ending. And in 1986, on the 8th 
of December. It was a kind of a, I remember it was a very cold day. I said to myself, now, I can go to Lourdes, I can go to Knock, I can go to Fatima, I can go to Rome, I can go to Medjugorje, but I think I'll go to Dunboy. <laughs> <laughs> so I went up to look, not for the need manager, but the herbalist. Because uh, yeah. I heard he'd done great work. and I was, my, my body, as usual, was giving me a certain amount of problems that nobody seemed to understand. So I arrived that particular day, and as I said to Tommy Daddy and the Jerry, the, the split second I met Sean, like we, we were pals, he had that crazy look in his eye, you know? Yes. The, only other guys with that crazy look in their eye know what it means. This guy's up for the crack. He's more interested in having the sing song than he is in looking at me body, but he looked at me body first, then we'll have a sing song, you know? And then uh, kind of all, right from there, that was it. But that was. You know that was that was that was the start of my the next part of my journey. Yes, I'm on this. You meet people all your life, and you get to places, and that was that that that's been a major hope for me. I got to them by and I met Sean, and my whole life changed after that completely for the better. You now, know? now you're, you're, you you would would it be fair to say? And I'm not talking about attorney. You were strange bedfellows. You were a rock and roll star, and him the herbalist. Well. You would, you would think that, but you see, the most important thing about Sean is he's, my people don't realise, he's fairly crazy. <laughs> you know? Like, more so than you think. Like, he's, like, he's, like we said, like, he's a bit crazy, and he's kind of, what we used to say, he's up for it. You know? And, like, there and then, you can feel the old energy of him and the old, you know, that he's ready to go, and he has this guy, he has the old glint in the eye, and he's up for the crack, and he's, and he's going to have a look at me, and he's telling me I'm going to be all right, which I found very interesting, because I hadn't been for months. So I got you right in a few minutes. He started telling me about the thymus gland being the thermostat of the body. You know? Yes. <laughs> I remember, I remember that. You know? That was kind of the start of this conversation, that he said, think that. You know, so he said, you ever think of before? I said, no, he said, think that. So looking at that, and he's kind of laughing at me, knocking the back. No, he said, no, don't mind me. This is one of his. Don't mind me for a second. That means he's going to do something. Yes. You know. He's distracting so, uh, you slightly. Yeah, yeah, don't mind me for a second. And uh, he goes around behind me and sort of gets this very strange grip on my body and gives it a kind of a turn left. I don't know whether I was supposed to be facing the north star or the south pole. <laughs> but by the time, when he, when he let me go, I felt like I was walking around the corner, even though I was standing straight. That's the thing I remember. I feel like I'm walking around the corner, but I'm standing straight. You know, he said, I, you know, you know, and he sat down and he said, do you like brown bread? And then Nan came in, Lord Mercy, and he has me sitting beside the fire and he's putting bits of wood on and turf and that. And that. He's loads of people waiting for him. You know, and he was in no rush. He was quite content well, to give you all the time needed. So, you know, at that time where once you start talking, I start talking. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I take the scenic route to uh, wherever I'm going. Depends on where you are, you are, where you are, where I'm in. So I'm sitting there eating the brown bread, having the cup of tea, and I'm sitting beside the fire, and we start talking about to stand the other, and he's to me team and I didn't really know too much about them to mm. be honest with you mm. Jerry and uh, just talking about things in life and Phil I was dead a year and for some reason I, I can remember this the, the ladies had paper on the floor you know you, you do the oil cloth and you put the paper on the floor then the dry yes and here's Philo's picture looking <laughs> at me from Sean's floor oh <laughs> my they were at the putting his uh, 
So he says, did you know it was coming, Sean? <laughs> Wasn't that some coincidence? Here, he's, he, we, Brush, we have him. We found him at uh, last. A, he's, he's, probably, he's probably looking at that tape. I know Sean, he has it in the attic somewhere, you know. <laughs> he's on the line. Sean Boylan, good afternoon. <laughs> I'm keeping great. Hey, your, your your partner in crime has just been telling us about the first time he ever met you there. You heard him there talking about the tea and the brown bread and sitting down and chatting. Sean, did you connect with this flip from the word go? It was extraordinary. Now, I would have seen him a few times since I back it in. He would have known me, but I knew him. And uh, it was, uh, it was, I was a massive love at first sight. That's the way it was. It was just a, an amazing connection. And Honest to God, some amazingly happy days. Can I just tell you, Jerry? like, my mother, when <clears throat> two years before she died, and she wasn't so well, and rushing the lads had gone home over the bridge, maybe around three or half three in the morning, to see the light on in the kitchen. Mm. And they turned the van round and come back in, and invariably, Mammy was there in the kitchen. She might be having a drop of brandy or a drop of Bailey's, now she's having tea and chatting away. And the lads would come in and, uh, oh, Brushes say, Maffo, go out and bring in the guitars, right? And the lads bring in the guitars. And uh, she loved the old rustic bridge by the mill and she loved this, just the song of Twilight. And uh, uh, and the lads would start to sing it. And of course, deliberately, they'd say a wrong word so my mother would correct it. Do you understand? And like, <laughs> that would have happened uh, two dozen times. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, it was extraordinary. And she up then, she'd sleep all night and uh, and a great night. And then uh, down the road, got the gutter, she died and had to wake. The lads came into the wake, and I just said, would you mind? And he said, he's serious. I said, I'm very serious. And they brought in the guitars, and they sang the two songs in the house, and it was so appropriate, and it was so right, and, mm. and it was so lovely. And I always remember then, <clears throat> our funeral the next day, walking over as far as the road with Brush, and he said to me, he said, I'll tell you what, I'll come back this evening, and we'll turn up the volume. <laughs> 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 Yeah, but Sean, obviously you said you connected and Brush said it there. There was something from the word go between the two of you. Sean, what is it about Brush Shields that has brought him so close to you? And you can nearly say you remember the family, like you, you have such you know a, a close yeah. relationship ever since. Yeah. What is it, Sean? Um, I'd say it's um, honest to goodness, plain, simple decency, truth, um, oh, don't take, don't take yourself too serious, um, you know, be thankful for what you have, um, and more than anything else, uh, the importance of every person he ever met, and I love that, because there is nobody more important, and it doesn't matter who you are, or what you are, or whatever, let it be a handshake, or arm around the shoulder, or whatever, and that great ability always of lightening a situation for people, I would have seen it a few times he would have called it the clinic and people would be in a, would have been in a great state now waiting to see me or whatever. Mm. Jeez, by the time I come in, they didn't want to see me at all. <laughs> <laughs> Brush Shields, come in there. Are you a medicine man, Brush Shields? All I can, now, what, what I can say, and this is true, I was in the, 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 the cardiology ward in uh, Blanche for a week mm. and there was eight, nine, fairly serious cases in there with me mm. 
But I got up every morning at six o'clock <laughs> before the top doctor arrived, and I done the bed myself. You know, <laughs> are you getting on there? You know, oh, just, oh, she was cast. But but but, Bruce, can I can I can I? As Sean says, you're infectious. But what do you say about Sean Boyle? Now you heard what he said about you there. What do you say about him as hold your on, friend, Bruce? Hold on, now, Jerry. Hold on there. Now. Hold on. <laughs> he didn't tell you when he was taken. You know, when he had to go into the hospital, he said he wasn't staying. Like he wouldn't take off the boots. He wouldn't take off the hat. He lay at the top of the bed. He wasn't going to stay. And you know what? He nearly became a member of the staff up there. Bruce, <laughs> 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 what do you say about that great friend of yours that's with you there today? What do you say about that man, that man boiling well, again to him? Why yeah. is it? All my life, like, I, I talk about the shell and monks and the, the samurais and the... You know, and I always got the impression that Sean and myself in our last lives were monks who succumbed to temptation. You know, but Sean has this particular... He should have been a monk, really. But at the same time, he'll go into battle with anybody. Yeah. And he has that thing that I've always, that's always appealed to me, that you would always defend yourself. You know, that, that, that's the way it should be. And three people with respect all the time. Mm. And that sort of thing that he brought to the mid team, to mid football, where they were the toughest guys. Let's be honest, like... Jack Palance and, and Shane wouldn't be as tough as half of the last that was you know, <laughs> that was on that team oh I'm crying so, for like, the dubs like, here oh, now I'm crying I, I knew that's what I used to say and the boys are ready it's 12 o'clock we're going to fight somebody here you know and Sean would be at the front of that yeah but a bit like he's there like when he's there in the old IRA if he's there I'm not saying he shot anybody but if anybody would he's there shot somebody they could come to him and he'd try and fix them mm. And Sean had that thing as well. If, you know, if they're playing the dubs and everybody, you know, kicking each other as hard as they could or whatever, any of those dubs could come to Sean the following week and he'd try and get them right. Yeah. And to me, that's what life is all about. You know, we have to start the cavalier. You know, the, you know the, the boy that went into the shadow of the valley of the death, the five one. <laughs> you know, you go in. <laughs> and that's what it's all about, like with Sean. Like, if you're going to jump, Sean, I'll jump with you. Yeah. You know, that sort of stuff. Yes. And we, yes. But then through the years, we had these great... You know, there's been an awful lot of sadness, mm. an awful lot of happiness, an awful lot of good times. Very few bad times, mm. very, very few bad times. Sad times, yes. but not bad times. Mm. And down through the years, you know, we arrive at places. But anybody who knows Sean knows so he goes to at least two funerals a day. <laughs> you know, like an alpha, he does funerals in alphabetical order, you know. <laughs> and in the hell years ago, they, they used to be unexpected. And suddenly, you know, like you, you look on the unexpected, and suddenly, I never knew the difference. But, <laughs> you know, he, he was, he'd be, if there's a funeral, he'd be there, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But he cares, you know. And then, yeah, I know. And he, yeah. Then oh, I've met loads of his, I've met hundreds of his patients down the years. Mm. And I don't think there's anybody that has more friends than Sean. He mightn't see them every day. He mightn't see them for years, but he remembers them all. Yeah. He mightn't see them for 10, 15 years. He remembers where you were there. Yeah. Remembers your mother. Remembers your father. And he knows, if you mention the date to him, he'll tell you what happened like 100 years before <laughs> that, on that particular time. <laughs> but he's, he's, he's always entertaining. Yes. And he's always, he's brilliant at history. He's brilliant with the mid team. He cares about people. 
Mm. And he's a real healer. And, he, and, and like most real healers, he suffers more pain than the people he heals, but he keeps it going because he really has no option. That's the, that's the type he is. But as I said the other night, that doesn't mean he gets it the next place free. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he still he, he gets more stick than the rest of us at the end of it. Hey, Jesus, yeah, Sean. He, he has, he's, he's kept, you know, he's cured thousands of people. Yeah, of course he has. But I tell yeah, you, Sean, well, you, you have to be you have to be able to to uh, uh, stand up to this good friend of yours as well, because there's no end to the the the, the slagging that comes from. Listen to this. This is just come into us here. We're getting plenty of messages about yourself brush and sean keep them coming to us 086-1800-658 and this i think this message i'm going to pick out from them here just sums it up jerry we could do with a few more brush shields and sean boylins they're two wonderful gentlemen isn't that a lovely comment sean uh, it really is look it really is very humbling jerry to be honest with you mm. and, uh, yeah. but i suppose the one thing that we've learned from parents both of us is that you know you can't be anybody else but yourself and uh, also when you look in the mirror yourself and don't think you're somebody else and that's and that's that's a very important thing and i found it i found great solace with it no matter where i ever went and um, i'd be thankful to parents for what they've done the chances that they gave us because people think we've struggled now we have but the struggles that they would have had were infinitely greater and yet they still got up every day and have a had a goal and as if nothing ever happened you know yeah yeah. Um, look, you're two fantastic guys. I just wanted to touch base with you on this day. We're calling it Palentine's Day, brush rather than Valentine's. You know, the Sean on the show, we're talking to friends right through this yeah, afternoon. Yeah, yeah. And you have a friendship that's endured. And I want to say to both of you, may it endure for years and years and years to come and keep the crack going and the slagging and everything else that goes with it. Well, as long as there's a made football team and there's a Dublin football team. <laughs> Some, the, the possibilities are limitless. Yes. <laughs> we need a little more. Middle will improve again. The dubs will come back again. But that's the game that many yeah. people want. That's the game that Kerry people, they, they want to play the dubs. Everybody wants to play the dubs. And beat them. Yeah, well, I walk like a dub, I talk like a dub, I have crack like a dub, I must be a dub. But for yeah. me, Sean, in his own way, is probably the greatest dub in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Jesus! We better leave it there before the insults are starting now. And as I'm only yeah, garden boys, he's only hundred yards away from wherever he could have been. You know, <laughs> absolutely. Anyway, boys, uh, thank you so much for joining me. It's always great to have you. You've lifted the nation's spirits. Thanks a million, boys. Thank you. Thanks Take care. Bye, you. Sean. Bye, Brush. <laughs> Take yeah. care of yourself. What a pair of codgers. Can you just imagine being in their company uh, for any length of time? The fun you'd have, and that's what it's all about. Late lunch, LMFM Radio One. Valentine's Day. More friends to come, but in the meantime, it's all about pals, friends, on late lunch this afternoon. And no better song than this one from Dionne Warwick to remind us about our best friends. Hiya Jerry. since you're talking about friends this afternoon would you give a big shout out to one of my best friends Susan Maguire, we're there for each other through thick and thin, I'm so lucky to have her as a friend from Geraldine, I love that, well done to you, thanks for getting in touch with us Jamie's been on to say 
I regard all you crew on LMFM as my friends, especially yourself and Louise, Jerry in the afternoons. Thank you for that, uh, Jamie. It's really lovely to hear that. And we've got a beautiful pick-in because we're talking about friends of all shapes and sizes and sorts from Maureen. What a beautiful picture of Prince Andre, her... Uh, friend for 13 years unconditionally loves her yes it's a four-legged friend it's a beautiful wee dog thanks for sending us the picture Maureen now we move on with two more friends there's a comedy on uh, BBC I love called Two Doors Down it's based in Scotland but nearer to home in Navan in County Mead they lived four doors down from each other in St Mary's Park and they've been the best of friends for years and years I'm delighted to say hello again to Jimmy Smith and one of his best friends, Andy O'Callaghan. Jimmy, Andy, hello. How are you, Jerry? How are you, Jerry? How are you, Andy? How's it going? Ah, great, to, great to have both of you with us this afternoon. Jimmy, I'll start with yourself. Four doors down. Tell us when this flair and yourself cross paths for the first time. Uh, well, let me see exactly. Um, well, we were born, as I was born literally in Mary's Park, and uh, Andy was, I can't remember, I was 58, Andy was up, I can't remember what the number was. Four doors. Anyway, so he he was a couple of years older than me. So as we were children, we didn't really. Then we moved down to Kells Road, and my father used to give lessons, and Andy used to come down, and uh, he just was always around <laughs> the house playing something or doing something. And then as we got into our teens, we became very close because uh, music. You know, we were both infatuated and obsessed with music. Andy was always showing up with. The latest sheet music from whatever's going on in the charts, and we we were in a band, we were he played with my dad's band, and so in our teen years we got very close, and then he went to university, and we kind of, but we've never really, I mean, years could go by, and and we'll and have done, and we'll pick up a conversation as if nothing, had, no time had passed, you know. I think that is the real sign of a true friendship. It's not the amount of times, but that you just pick up from where you left off when you met, when you meet that next time. Andy, for you, you were always in the house. I think Jimmy said there's a bit of a complaint in that there is there Andy you were always around the place first of all Jimmy did you get the flowers this morning <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much but you know I don't like roses but I'm thanks Andy <laughs> uh, I, tell you, I tell you Jerry a, a bit more than four doors it was about eight or ten doors was it yeah close, all right. yeah but, uh, uh, yeah I, I had I was getting lessons from Jim's father Jim himself or whatever his, uh, his father and then uh, just as we were kind of starting to, to Jimmy was already playing or whatever, doing some gigs the odd time with his mom and dad. And mm. uh, his father at one stage said, do you want to, to join in or whatever and, 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 and go out and do a few gigs? And these were going to be my first actual paid gigs ever in my life. <laughs> two of them, would you believe, you're in Drahada today, right? And we're in Navan. But the, the first one was an afternoon gig in, I think, is it the boxing club just up there on... on yeah, it was right. the boxing club, yeah. Sunday afternoon, I think, there. And the Sunday night, we went to the Silver Tankers outside Navel, between Navel and Kells. And I think I got 10 shillings. Hmm. And I was absolutely made up. <laughs> there was money in there. You know? I don't know what age we were, probably about 15, 16 years of age, something like that. I never was, but... Um, they were the first two gigs anyway, and Jimmy was in the band on, uh, at the, on the same day. So we, we ploughed our furrow uh, long and hard since then or whatever. But always, I mean, if you can go back that far with somebody, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, mm. there's a lot of stuff there that, that, that's going to stay with you your whole life, you know? Yeah, you formed your own band, didn't you, uh, uh, Andy? Uh, no, Jimmy. Jimmy. Well, Jimmy, 
Jimmy Jim- had his band, obviously. The bogeys. and did you did you play with the, with Jimmy and his band? A little bit. I did a few gigs with the Bogies, but, but yes, uh, I was I was a stand-in really because I was still playing with. I had started in myself then when uh, uh, in the Tudor Room, which was in Barry's Hotel in Dublin. I played three years there, and then I went with the Swarbrick for two years in Mullingar, and then Johnny Logan for two years. Um, during which he actually won the Eurovision and that kind of thing. So so. Mm. They were kind of that was my form as a pass, and at that stage, Jimmy was very much committed, obviously, to bogeys. Yes. What years were the bogeys, Jimmy? Uh, kind of seventy-eight to eighty-two, eighty-three. But it was interesting because Andy was kind of always at that point. We'd kind of you know, Andy'd moved. He's gone to college and stuff. So we were in and out of touch. He was living in Mullingar for a minute. We were. I was living in London, and but he was always doing stuff, interesting stuff with the, with the concert orchestra and RT. And he he kind of got me into that actually because mm. I was just a little bit younger than Andy. And I was doing a couple of, I was doing another thing. I was doing the rock thing and whatever. But Andy got me involved in 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 all sorts of studio things and uh, concert orchestra things. And then he played with me. Okay, he was just a nominal present. He was always there, all around. In, this, in my in the peripheral vision of whatever I was doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And what would you say, Andy, about Jimmy Smith? You know, music is the connection between the two of you. But tell us, come on, let's dig a little deeper. What's Jimmy Smith really like as a as as a friend? Jimmy, well, I mean, he's a, a highly intelligent person, right, and can talk to you and does talk to you at length on any <laughs> <laughs> He never shuts up. You see, that's go on, go on. I know, I know. Yeah, he doesn't come up for air too often. You know? <laughs> He's well able to go for a good while or whatever. But no, I mean, I mean, like anything, you can you can turn his hand to anything. And I mean, like I take my hat off to him in lots of ways. You know that there recently, uh, obviously the, the 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 last presidential election, mm. Jimmy, Jimmy had a go. You know what I mean? Mm. Now there's, there's a lot of us talk about things that we might like to do or something like that in life, but we don't actually, you know, come up to the actual play when it when it actually happens. But Jimmy did. Like he said, he, he had, you know, ideas and thoughts or whatever that that uh, related to the Irish people or whatever. And, yes. Uh, he did try. You know, a lot of us actually have ambitions, but we don't make the the, the actual mar- fair place on that occasion anyway. He had a, uh, made an effort. You know, so no. presidential ambitions, Jimmy. You, you had them going back. Were you talking about the when you were in short pants in Navin? No, Jimmy. No, no, not at all. I mean, all we ever talked about then was like whatever music we were listening to, which was which was wide and varied. And Andy was, yeah, Andy was a role model for me a little bit earlier on because he was a much better uh, like reader of music and that kind of thing. Uh, when I was, you know, doing the guitar thing, I was off in a different world altogether. And I would go, I'd be back and we'd hook up. And I always respected Andy greatly because he became, a, I think, called a musical director. He became a musical director very young, mm. which, which was like, uh, he was setting the standard for, you know, he was probably, the, he, like in Dublin at the time, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about, maybe around the time of the book, he was 78 or something, Andy had established himself at that point, with all of the established uh, uh, studio musicians and the very serious uh, orchestral characters and all those guys, and Andy was well respected by those and was a leader of those in in, in his own way. You know, he, mm. he would do he would do TV shows and do all that stuff. And as 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 such, was a role model for me. I said, God, Andy's doing that. That's fantastic. I need to knuckle down and get into some of that. And in fairness, Andy helped me a lot. He 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 gave me a lot of work. As I was trying to break into those areas, from from because you know when you set yourself up like as a presidential candidate, you're, you're or a rock and roll musician, you're setting yourself, you're putting yourself in the firing line. You know yes. what I mean? 
Yes. Do you know what I'm I, thinking? I, I, Jerry, I just, I just, uh, I'm not saying hold up Jimmy there for a minute or whatever, but I, I, I say it, I, it, it, it. Firstly, Jimmy is one of the most consummate musicians I have ever come across in all my my work in life or whatever, be it say in Ireland or abroad. He is an absolutely fantastic musician, and that stands to him. For that, as I kind of felt, and I have to, I wouldn't have anything like the chops as we call it or whatever the ability that Jimmy has, right? And so I ended up kind of diversifying, if you like, into maybe maybe a few other facets of the music business. Yes. Including say maybe arranging for a band or whatever like that. And stuff that I that I that I could learn and that I did do or whatever. But uh, I will absolutely tell you now that uh, whenever the, the history books are be written you won't be seeing my name in it. You'll be seeing Jimmy's. Oh, very <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, well, well, thank you very much, Andy. That's fantastic. But, you know, this feeling of we're going, don't want to turn into a mutual admiration. No, but you, be- <laughs> you better send him I something back. That's what it was supposed to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, you better send him something back for those flowers you got today now. You'll- but, but trust me, Jerry, there's like the mutual, is totally mutual. And it's, yeah. it's, it, but it's deeper than that. It's like mm. we will end up um, somehow, you know, without a pre-organising, we'll end up in the same room together making music. And so sometimes, for instance, that Irish Times piece was about Andy's project, a thing, he, a couple of things he'd done with the concert officer mm. that he booked me to be in the band in. So, in the hierarchy, I'm just the guitar player in the band, right? And Andy <laughs> is the boss, right? <laughs> oh, Jesus! So, wait, now, hold on a minute. Don't take yourself down a peg or two here. No, just no, leave no. it. Leave no, it no, up no, there. No, the point I'm trying to make is that yeah. no matter the scenario, yes. Right, we 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 understand each other. It's a compliment. Like, yes, and there's Andy, he's the, he's the boss, and that's yes. grand, and no problem. And then there'll be another situation where we're, we're equal, or, you know, it doesn't matter. The, the dynamic is always, it's always we're the two Navin guys yes. who, who have a separate language nearly to anybody else. <laughs> do, you know what I mean? do you know what I'm thinking here? Just a thought come to me, and I thank Louise for it. Do you know the football team in Navin, OMP United? And Orchestral manoeuvres in the park. Were they called after Andy O'Callaghan? <laughs> no, funny enough. But <laughs> no, St Mary's Park. No, no, I mean, <laughs> no, OMP was actually a joke. I, I remember the band. Yes, it was, it was a it was a joke on that. Mm. I, I don't know if Andy ever played with him. Andy. Wasn't a great man for the soccer. I don't think that. <laughs> no, Andy. No, huh? no football. Oh well, a, a little bit, but a, a very small amount. I mean, there was big fellas in St Mary's Park at the time, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I wouldn't have uh, stood up for them at all, whatever, in terms of playing football with them. No, there was. My brother did say, Sean did, did play a bit of football, but uh, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, look, at, I'll tell you what, just want to say hello to both of you uh, for a wee while on the show today. Wish you both well. And again, as I said to Sean Boylan and Brush Shields earlier on, long may your uh, friendship continue and uh, that you continue to excel in all aspects of uh, the music game that you have for so many years. What is it in the water in Navin? I don't know what it is, but there's something in it for sure, I have to say. Jimmy Smith and Andy O'Callaghan, happy yeah, days. Thanks very much. Can we just say uh, happy Valentine's Day to all our mates? Uh, uh, old and new or whatever in Navan and the surrounding area in County Absolutely. Same for me, same for me. And thanks a lot, Jerry. Not at all. God bless you both. Take care Not of yourselves. You. Andy O'Callaghan and Jimmy Smith there, two great guys, two wonderful men, uh, again, in the uh, world of music and entertainment. Keep your comments coming to us. I'm loving them. About your pals, your best pal. Who is your best pal? Do you want to say hello to them today? Send me in a message, be it two-legged or four-legged or whatever. 086 1800 six five 
0818 WhatsApp or text me to the show. That's 086-1800-658 and we'll give it a shout out. Uh, coming next, we're moving to the four-legged friend. Stay with us. Hester, I love the picture. Yes, Hester's just sent me a beautiful picture of herself and her dear friend Eileen McGeary who flew home from Germany to celebrate their joint 60th birthdays last week. They've been friends for over 50 years and they just love their company. Wit, knowledge, fun, laughter, you name it. Best friends forever. Thank you so much for getting in touch with us today. Really do appreciate it. Now, it's just not about human friends. People love their pets. They really do. And a lady joining me now on the line is from Dunshockland in County Mead. Louise Bro, good afternoon. Hiya, how are you? How's it going? Very, very good. Tell us about your faithful friends. Who are they? Yeah, so I have Hunter and Cookie. They're boxers and they're brother and sister. Hunter is like 15 months and Cookie's just five months old. Okay. They're my uh, babies, my other babies. And, and when you mean brother and sister, are, are they of different parents or are they from the same family? Yeah, they're actually the same letter. Well, it's not the same letter. Yes. Quint <laughs> letters. So their mum and dad are the same. I see. So Hunter, Hunter was so perfect. We just wanted another Hunter, really, you know. So you got a kooky <laughs> instead of a Hunter. There you go. Exactly. And exactly. tell us, what, why, what do you love about them? Why are they your best friends? Uh, do you know what? I, I had a boxer growing up as a kid and I had such fabulous fond memories of him, my dog. Like, he died when I was 19 and oh. devastation is not the word. Like, it was the first real grief that came to the family, you know? And um, I, I didn't want to give my kids that grief, but I wanted them to experience the, you know, the love of have, having a family pet. Like, we only had cats up to that point. Not only had cats, we just had cats yes. up to that point. Because the kids were so young and I was travelling at work, etc. But then I got a job staying at home and I thought, you know what, let's get the dogs now. So there was a little bit of negotiation on my part because my husband was like, uh, maybe, let's see, wait. <laughs> so I must be a good negotiator because I got another one like 12 months later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see, he was probably thinking, well, I could maybe lose out a little bit here to this. And then you get a second one. Oh, my God. Well done on you, Louise. Has there he t- is a little bit of that because you go for a walk with the dogs and nobody moans at you. Nobody answers you back. They're just delighted to go and everybody's happy so it's a joyful experience <laughs> Louise you're singing off my hymn sheet I have a black Labrador Messi as well he's 11 now would you believe it and I always had him way off yesterday for a long walk and you know something about him he's just it's unconditional love isn't it it is, it is. Like, it takes my two about 20 minutes in the morning to say hello to us. They're all so excited that we've woken up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the the boxer is a beautiful dog. It's a lovely breed of dog, aren't they? They are amazing. Like, they are... Do you know what? Everybody's like, when I'm out and about, I look like a crazy woman walking through the village with my two boxers, one pulling me left, one pulling me right, <laughs> and the two of them jumping all around the place. But when you're at home, they're so placid, so calm... They're amazing with the kids. Like my kids, before we got the boxes, would have been wouldn't have been nervous of dogs, but they only had cats. So you know, when I always encourage them to go say hello to animals because I'm a, an animal lover, so I didn't want them to be fearful. But at the same time, since we've got the boxes, oh my god, they'll walk up to a Great Dane now and say hello. They'd walk up to anything. Yes, they're like. They've no fear. Dogs are just part of their life. Mm. So it's, it's brilliant to see that, you know. And I, I take it these two are indoor dogs as well. I know you walk them and everything like that. Do you keep them indoors? Are they round the house all the time with you? Oh, my God. Until 
we got cookie. Hunter didn't know you could go outdoors in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> He's always in the house. The two of them are always there. Now, I kick them out a little bit more in the morning now because it's two of them and I don't feel so guilty. Yeah. And at least we're lucky. We've got like an acre so they can uh-huh. run around out there and have a great time. But um, yeah, like the minute, a bit, the minute there's a bit of dodgy weather, cold rain, they're in, in their beds, sitting on the couch cuddling me. <laughs> oh, I hope my boss doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Were they on any Zoom calls during the lockdown? They've been on many, would you believe? Like I work for an American company and all my colleagues are based in the US and like they've been on many Zoom and we have um, teams, but they've been on many of those calls. Yes. You know, jumping in to show their heads. <laughs> um, and my boss is the same. She has two dogs. Actually, hearing all her lovely stories encouraged me to go, well, maybe we'll get a second one then. There you so, go. Um, yeah, so they've been, they're famous. They're, they're known all over the States in America. Isn't that <laughs> fabulous? You know, but it just shows you the connection that pets and dogs bring, you know what I mean, people together on other sides of the world as well. And you can empathise and there's a connection there as well. So not alone in the home at work as well. And, and you're good, the, the good man of the house. He's very happy with them now. Everything has settled down. He's delighted with them. He is. He's delighted with them. He gives out every now and again. Actually, we all do. One does that, but yeah, that's just a normal man thing. Yeah, it is. But um, yeah, but he's delighted. Like the, it's just everybody's delighted with them. As I say, the kids, everybody, and um, the cat still trying to figure it out a little bit, but mm. he's, he's getting there. But they're they're they're. Our friends 90% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you're doing well if you've hit 90%. I have to say that. Anyway, look, it's lovely to talk to you today and to share uh, Harry and Kooky, Hunter, I beg your pardon, Hunter oh, and Kooky yeah. uh, with us today on the show. And uh, that, that relationship, it is a very, very special one to you, to your husband and the children and the family and your work colleagues as well. It's lovely to hear. <laughs> there you go. Pals in time, Palentine's Day on late lunch. You're they're going to be your pals for many many years to come thank you for joining me Louise thank you bye take care of yourself bye bye that's Louise bro there speaking to me from Dunshockland and her palantines are a pair of boxer dogs Hunter and Cookie. they're absolutely lovely Louise I have a question for you a question for you a question for you a question for you later on on, on the, well better tell them this one later on on the show I'm talking to a good pal of mine have you a pal or would you say you have a number Louise I have a number of pals yes yeah, yeah. okay that's great but like it? Jimmy Jimmy and Andy said um, I suppose my oldest friends go back to when I was four or five starting primary school yes Gillian and Debbie and Dee Dee and and are you Karen in contact with all those people still yeah isn't yeah. that fantastic Louise absolutely now it you know, with COVID and that, I think I understand. before Christmas was the first time I saw them in about a year and a half. Listen. So, but it's great. Join the club. I know. <laughs> it's been like that for the majority of the population. Yeah. But your friendship has endured from a very young age right through. Isn't that lovely to say? Oh, and then I have Gronia and Cathy, who are another two friends yes. in Avon from a different kind of there you go. era. And then Caroline. So, yeah, I have loads. And then, of course, I have all the friends I've been so lucky to meet in Terman Feckin since I moved there as well. Yeah, you're so building... So shout out to Jenny Curran there as well. Uh, yeah, new crew there as well. Actually, mm. you're a very personable person. It's as simple as that. I'm not surprised, am I? Have you a pal? Have you a long-term friend, a new friend or whatever you'd like to tell us about? Let us know on Late Lunch today. 086-1800-658. You can WhatsApp or text us to the show. We move on in a wee while with more...
more people who have lots to tell us about their friendship and how far it goes back. And as I said, I have a good friend of mine joining me and we have your soundtrack this afternoon from a very, very famous movie with a great week of uh, songs lined up from that one. But taking us towards our next break on Late Lunch on Palentine's Day. It's wet, wet, wet. What would you think if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out of me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song And I'll try not to sing out of key Ooh, I'll get by with a little help from my friends Ooh, I'll get high with a little help from my friends Ooh, I'll get by with a little help from my friends Hi Jerry, would you say hello to my dear friend Anne Nevin who lives in Dublin? We are friends for four 44 years. That comes in from Mary Fitzsimons this afternoon. Delighted to say hello to her for you, Mary. Another one there. My best pal is Coco, my dog. You will never, Jerry, see a friend do a dance up the hall when I get home from work like he does, says Julie. I absolutely love that. The excitement of uh, a dog, especially when they see you when you arrive home. I can empathise with that. Jerry, could you say hello to Mary Duff? Hello, Mary. <laughs> She's always listening in to us. We've been friends for 37 years and Magella French from Smarmore, who's also a friend of mine for a very long time. I don't know who you are. Send me your name and we'll pass your name on uh, to them for sure. Thanks for all the messages. Keep them coming to us. I have two more great pals on the line. Uh, he's a familiar f- uh, voice with ours, uh, of ours on Late Lunch. Mr Fred Cook is standing by and one of his great friends Podge McNamee from Ham Sandwich. Boys, afternoon to both of you. How are you, Jerry? Great. Oh, look at do you know something? You, 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 you are the best of friends. You both said that on separate lines. We've been, we've been finishing each other's sentences. Have, have you been rehearsing? Have you been rehearsing? We're like Deadwood. <laughs> oh, Jesus, don't say that, Podge. Ham sandwich is ruined if you go down that road. In the name of God. Anyway, boys, it's great to have you as the show. And Fred, may I say first off, what a wonderful feature on you yesterday in the Sunday Times, was it? It was lovely, yeah. Yeah. The only, the only downfall is I forgot to mention Podge. Oh. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. He's gone. Oh, no, he's not. I'm only messing. No, he's still there. He's, he's, he's still there, is right. I know you didn't mention him. But anyway, Podge, listen, you take up the story. We'll get back to Fred in a minute. Tell us about your long-term friendship. You're both from Kells and County Mead. How long do you know this fella? Do you remember when you met him first, Podge? I, I do, yeah. It's a bizarre story. So my my mother actually forced me upon him when I was like, I, I'm, I'm confused whether it was five or seven, but it was genuinely like a, a set up play date. And my mother was like, "This fellow's a bit weird, like you. I'm going to bring him down. I'm going to bring you down and see, see how you get on." And my first memory of Freddie um, is, and it's a true story. He was it was night time. It was Halloween night, and it was about I'd say five o'clock or so, maybe six o'clock at night, and he was standing at his garage door down in Mill Lane, doing full-on Michael Jackson to his gang of like seven friends. <laughs> so when my mother turned 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 the car into his drive, that's what I first saw. That's definitely him. <laughs> Fred! Fred, I'm just picturing it. <laughs> oh, Thriller himself. Thriller from Kells, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, now you have to beat it there, Pudge. <laughs> <laughs> <Where are they? laughs> 
<laughs> and and Fred, you, can you recall that time? Yeah, the when he came in and I you, do. yeah, yeah. And Podge, is, Podge back then, he was he was incredible a liar because he always had a bit of truth <laughs> in the lies. Do you know what I mean? Like one day, one day he told me uh, when I was ten that he had a cinema up in the attic and he watched a new Ninja Turtle movie that night. And uh, so I was like, I had to. Uh, it's like, where's the attic? We're going to get up to the cinema, and he's like, Oh, mom lost the keys. Can't get up today. <laughs> <laughs> one day he told me Sinead O'Connor was his cousin <laughs> and uh, when are we going to meet her oh she's busy recording stuff and the best one was the best one was that it's his mom and his mom <laughs> he managed to tell the whole class in the second class that his mom was on surprise surprise and that's how he met his cousins for the first time Silla <laughs> <laughs> Black yeah, yeah I, I, I managed to to exaggerate a story I think my parents were genuinely in the audience of the Late Late Show but that's it like they were just in the audience and I, I completely contorted the story and said that my mother was on surprise surprise and she was meeting her long lost Australian cousins after like you know Australian cousins after 40 years Weren't you fortunate to have a friend like Fred Cook that took your every word at face oh value God. Mr McNamee <laughs> yeah. Oh my, oh my. They're great, great memories and, and great fun and great stories. Fred, have you, you always maintained contact as you, you know, oh, your lives yeah. moved on, yeah? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know, if it's not, uh, like, Podge is great for leaving, uh, you know those WhatsApp voicemail, those voice audios on your WhatsApp? Mm. But uh, it's becoming more of a podcast now on his side. They're getting longer and longer and longer. <laughs> I'm just in for hours. The way things are going, we'll probably be on surprise, surprise in 10 years. <laughs> when it comes back, yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But, uh, but and so, so he, he is, he's, he's, so Fred, you're saying he's, st- he's still in regular contact, yes? You're in oh, definitely. T- yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, so it's good. You know, now that, now that, you know, restrictions are over, you know, it's the first person I called over to was Podge Dublin. Mm. And his beautiful part of Magda. So, you know, it's, uh, it's great. It's happy times. Happy you times know, so. again for everybody. Yeah. Podge, what about ham sandwich and off the road like the rest and everything? It's been shocking, hasn't it? Yeah, we've, we've sort of been able to just batten down and, and write. We, we like took the opportunity to basically write album four mm. in the last year or so. Well, yeah, give or take the last year or so. So we, we've a fourth album ready so in one way it was a blessing because we we probably wouldn't have gotten that yeah time to do that you know but mm. um mm. But yeah we've an album coming out in a few months which is great but apart from that yeah like it, it was a struggle and i i can imagine any bands that were kind of raring to go with live gigs it must have been incredibly tough from them terrible but look at look look she's opening up and fred's back on the road again as well tell me this podge in terms of Fred Cook, your really, really good friend, okay, and despite all the times you told him porkies and things like that, <laughs> and uh, leaving uh, diatribes on WhatsApp for him as well, what does Fred Cook have that, you know, makes him a real good friend? Come on, we we know the funny man and that, but what, what's... <laughs> it's, it's, it's the, the 20 euro in this pod. Money. 20 euro. Money. <laughs> I got a 30. <laughs> The body power slip with your name on it. Fudge, <laughs> come, <on. laughs> come on, he's balragging you there. Go on. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, he does, like, he's, well, it goes without saying, but he's an extremely loyal guy and very upbeat. It's not even got to do yeah. with humour, but he's just a, he, anytime you meet him, he's rarely ever anything but upbeat and he's quite infectious that way as well. 
you know. Yeah. He puts you in a good mood. Not even with his jokes, you know what I mean? He's just quite easy going and yes. very, yeah. I can vouch for that because I like that he's he's been my guest here many times with his lovely wife Julie as well and I've met him out and about we were down doing outside broadcasting Kells and that before we'd go on live or things like that but he has that he has that about him and that's a fantastic thing to have now the other way round he's he's delivered <laughs> come on Fred deliver on your side well, please know, you know, uh, it's so hard you can never recreate childhood friends mm. so you know you're, you're blessed to have them especially when you're age eight or seven as it says and there's that there's that crack and fun that that is still there with Podge that is still there we laugh so much yeah. and there's no pressure to it and it's a great release I just love hanging out with Podge mm. it's great you know it's great fun and uh, it's very hard to find that that's why I'm blessed to have it oh so, uh, lovely lovely uh, do you know what so, happy Valentine's Day Podge <laughs> <laughs> Single. <laughs> I'm taking these boys' status on uh, Instagram in a minute. I'll see how I am in me neck. Anyway. <laughs> did you, hey, boys, did you see the thing on Netflix? I meant to say, well, you're with me talking about, you know, social media and your status in your relationship. Did you see this, the Tinder swindler on Netflix? Tinder. Did you, Fred? Yeah. No? Everyone's talking about it at the moment, and uh, Julie told me about it. But yeah, yeah. I'm, if I knew there was ways of making money, I'd go back on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I oh, can. Yeah. Did have you seen a podge? No, I have. Yeah, I have. It's absolutely crazy, isn't it? A remarkable. You don't know what's gonna. You, you know, obviously, it's going to be crazy, but you. It's, even at that, I couldn't really fully predict how he was doing it no. for a while. It's, it's, I recommend, I just had it mentioned today, but I watched it, Fred, on Friday night, so I did. And I, I, I actually, uh, I had to, you know when you're, you're dying to, uh, to get rid of some liquid, and I squeezed, yeah. and I said, I'm not leaving this till it's over. It was that good. It was that good, Fred. Honestly, watch it if you get a chance. The Tinder swindler. Anyway, Fred, Fred, we had your hero on earlier on in the show. Tell me about Sean Boylan uh, and the Tommy Tiernan show. Well, that's it. Do you know? Uh, and you know, because you know, oh, Podge will tell you as well. Like you know, well, we were we were in St. Colum Kills in the late eighties. So that 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 Cork Mead period when we kept eating Cork, we always got we always got half days. And we didn't expect it. Right, there's no homework. Go home. <laughs> we're like what? What? This is brilliant. Well, we were like, we were lucky because we were kind of townies. All the people from the country had to wait two hours for the bus. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I, I remember walking around on their own. So, Freddie, I remember so drinking um, red lemonade out of the, the Sam McGuire Cup in the studio. Do you competition on uh, how many pints it can hold? Like yeah. many, and I think it's something like forty. It's a very, very heavy cup. It's yeah, forty-two pints or something it hold. It's a massive thing. And Podge, what age were you when you were drinking the red lemonade? Oh, I'd, I'd say, well, I was over 18 anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, I'd say it was Smithix. <laughs> I remember, Podge, I remember, I remember specifically you drinking red lemonade out of that Sam Maguire cup. And Terry Ferguson was like, he actually said, he goes, have you had enough now, Podge? Can we give it to the next person? Have you had enough? <laughs> So Sean appeared on Tommy and it was an exciting night for you, Fred. You were thrilled. Oh, it was amazing, yeah. yeah. And it was great as well because he, mm. he'd come out of COVID as well and his son was there. And uh, Well, that's the thing, you know, as a Mies man, you know, I would get, I'd get more excited about Sean Boylan than like Fogue Williams. 
or something like that. You know, yes. enough is against Pug, but like she never got me a half day. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I thought he was going to say something else there. I thought we were ruined, Podge. Anyway, <laughs> half day from school, perfect. You know, yeah, <laughs> there yeah, you are, Vogue. Yeah, yeah. So it was, ah, uh, uh, you know, it was great. So, uh, so we brush shields on as well uh, yeah. last week. He's yeah. his, his mate. Oh yeah, it's for the, himself and Sean were on top of the show with me today, the pair of boys, the yeah, friends years. Yeah. Oh, they're great people, they're great people. Like yourselves, let I say, you're the ne- you're another generation of great friends as well from, from the town of Kells. Anyway, the story is, uh, Fred, you're back on the road? I'm back on the road and uh, I'm, my first Mead gig is in the Central and Navin, the 10th of March, and I think there's only like around three tickets left. <laughs> So if there's if you're in a relationship and you have a brother and sister, what's going to my gig? <laughs> and tour dates, you'll see them. He's all over the country. And the, the yeah. album, the album, Podge. When when will we see the new album from Ham Sandwich? It'll be this year anyway. It'll yeah. be either April or May this year. Great the stuff. Full, the full LP of yeah. Great stuff. Do you know something? I've just realised today. You know what life is about, and friendships are about, and pals. It's. It, it, it's the fun, isn't it? And when you get together, the crack and... Exactly, you, mm, yeah. Isn't it? It really is. And uh, God Almighty, it's just wonderful to feel it from you all today on the show. Well, listen, in regards to Julie, Fred, and, and the little man, and to you and yours, Podge, as well, thank you both for joining us. And again, I, as I, I said to the I'll others... Tell, I'll tell Magda, Jerry, forgot her name. Y- yeah. <laughs> 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 I was I was half tempted to have a go, but I said I better just hide on the uh, air on the side of the car. And I'll tell you, as Fred told us earlier, Podge McNamee will tell me whether it's truth or lies. He's going to correct me anyway. <laughs> He's but, amazing. If anyone can be a tender swindler, it's Podge. Anyone believe anything? Watch this space, <laughs> boys. Thank you for joining me. Have a great day. Take right, care of yourself. Bye bye, bye bye. Fred right. Cook there and uh, Podge McNamee and Magda. We will mention her again, his partner. Uh, we send her good wishes. Late lunch, LMFM radio. It's all about pals and friends on the show this afternoon on this Palentine's Day and your late lunch. We did everything under the sun to do with the Valentine's Day over the years. So something a little different for you. If you have a friend or a pal or you want to mention on the show day, send me the message. They're coming into me. I keep them coming. 86 658 by WhatsApp or text. We're back with you in a moment. Queen. Best friends. Friends. Pals on late lunch this afternoon. Lily's on the line and her best friend is a little cat called Misty. Hello, Lily. Hello, Jerry. How are you? Li- tell Lily, Misty went missing. Yes, she went missing with me and she was gone missing for six months. <gasps> and eventually she, uh, we no. got a phone call. Yeah, hold on, let, let, let me Sorry, take it from there. Okay, so Misty, when was this? A few years ago or? No, it was just um, less than a year ago. Less than a year ago. So this is very fresh. Misty very, goes oh missing. God, it's very fresh, yeah. Lovely cat, loved her, gone for no reason. You, you you can't find her. So your son, your grandson, should My I grandson, say, yeah. Adam, puts, got a, phone call and puts a picture. No, he put a picture. What did he do first? Oh, he, he put, had. Uh, he, uh, Adam had the... He had the pictures up on Facebook and, right. that, and you know, yes. see if anyone had seen Had the maybe. cat. Okay, so then the phone call comes to Adam from where? From County Cork. And says? And said that Misty was, uh, was seen down in Cork. Okay. And it arrived at a little old house in County Cork the same time as Misty had gone missing here, you see. You live in Slane? 
And here in Slane. Slane. Yeah, I live in Slane. Slane, Cork, Misty and Cork. Adam, in the car, down to Cork, collects right. Misty, collects Misty. And he collects Misty, and he brings Misty back home to me. And Misty's trying to climb in my window now as I'm talking to Jerry. sorry. <laughs> but anyway, Misty returns home, and are you convinced that Misty is Misty when Misty comes back from Cork? I, yeah, I was full sure. Okay. Of what really Misty as I thought. So, but Misty, my own Misty, had a little kind of a light grey mark on her head, like a crown, you know, yeah. the greyish part on the top of her head. Yep. And the Misty that came from Cork would be the very same age, type, everything else. Uh, uh, that bony her hair wasn't, it was dark. Just slight, slight no, difference. But could have happened, you know, with time, etc. Anyway, you bring the new Misty, the new Misty starts to put on weight, so you bring the new Misty to the vet. Yes, I bring the new Misty to the vet. And you get a shock. And, and the vet examined her and examined Misty. And all, because I, you know, so yeah. she came back and just the vet said, uh, when I thought, I knew there was a kind of a different look on the, on the vet's face, and the vet said to me, well, Lily, she said, unfortunately, she said, Misty is a little boy. Oh, the cat's had a sex change. He must have had, but he got very quick. <laughs> because, so the cat. So the new me, I thought, jeez, oh, no, it doesn't matter. I still love Misty, because I knew, you know, it didn't matter to me. So then I still wonder where my own Misty went to. Yes. But it turned out that my Misty wasn't very far at all from me. Gone missing for six months. I was, I was missing the cat, something awful. But then I loved this other cat yes. I did think was Misty, but treated her like Misty anyway. Yes, yes, yes. But the best, my cat, my Misty, is, a, is that I thought was a she. Yeah. Was full sure she was a she, and thought she was in kittens. Turned out is, it's not a she, it's a he. It's a he. No. And I still have, I, sorry, I got that other cat, someone else's cat. Yeah, okay, so you have somebody else's cat. Misty's still missing, but Misty actually uh, transpires six months later. Does, does the real Misty just reappear to your house? She did. She was only well, yeah. Well, it's a he now. It was a she. I always. Oh jeez! No, he, hold on, hold on, hold on. He, now we're all con- we're confused. Hold on. Oh, let's you're not the only no, one. Jerry. No, no. Anyway, Jerry, sorry, Misty is the real Misty is yes. back with me. Is back with you. So the she and cat it wasn't in kittens at all because it was someone else's cat. I'm after getting fixed up. Yes, with yes. So uh, the 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 original Misty is back with you. The female Misty, cat. Yes, the female. My she, own female Misty is back home with me. Did she just wander into the house one day after six months? After six months. Just wandered and, in. And was there for, because a neighbour now said to me, you know, the real, you're, you're Misty still, you know, <laughs> this sort. There, and the next thing was, the real Misty walked into me. Ah. Uh, she went back in for a little comfortable car. Lovely. And, uh, yeah. And where's the cork bio? I don't know where he went off. <gasps> I saw him walking out under my gate one day and I happened to And that was since. it since. So he took umbrage. He said, well, feck this. The real <laughs> Misty's <laughs> back. I'm out of here. He's I'll probably... On you, a- he was out being seen by the vet. I still have to get my <laughs> own looked at now. <laughs> anyway, you have you, the love of your life is back with you. Ah, uh, she is. But it's ah, God almighty. Oh, God almighty. There you go. Anyway, thanks for joining me, Lily, and telling the story. Take care of yourself. Happy you happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. Lily's pal, isn't that a story and a half? Went missing, came back after six months, an imposter from Cork, walked out the gate and left out. Well, all's well that ends well, because Lily, the female cat, L- Lily has her female cat, Misty, back 
with her and she's just delighted. Late Lunch LMFM Radio after three. Yes, soundtrack from my movie this week and one of my oldest friends and dearest pals is going to have a chat with me. Stay with us. Now, my soundtrack is from the 1977 movie Saturday Night Fever this week, starring John Travolta. It was released on November 15, 77. It's one of the best-selling albums in history and remains the second biggest-selling soundtrack of all time after The Bodyguard, selling 40 million copies worldwide. They reckon actually it's over 50 million. It was 16 times certified platinum in the States, stayed top of the charts, number one for 24 straight weeks, and on the chart, for 120 weeks until March 1980 and in the UK the album spent 18 consecutive weeks at number one and to kick off a week of Saturday Night Fever on this 14th of February it's the Bee Gees When you rise in the morning sun I feel you touch me in the pouring rain Cause we're living in a world of flutes breaking us down Oh my God, it brings me back, doesn't it? Yes, the soundtrack this week is from the movie Saturday Night Fever. The Bee Gees there with that classic. And I'll bring you more songs and information about that movie soundtrack and the movie itself throughout the week this week. Thank you, Liam. And you make a really good point. It's so refreshing, Jerry, says Liam, to hear the male friends that you've had on this afternoon talking about how much they love each other. You wouldn't have heard that some years ago on an Irish radio station. It really is fantastic. Thank you, indeed. Great show. Thanks. Lovely to hear from you this afternoon on the show. It is an interesting one and something probably we don't think about ourselves here uh, as you're in the midst of it as well. But yes, you make a lovely point there. It is. It is really lovely uh, to have all that love and friendship and pals for years and hear about it this afternoon on the show. Uh, My best friend... It's a four-legged friend, a dog. When I come home at the weekend, comes wagging its tail, jumping for joy. I also had a cat, Jerry, named Snowy, that I got as a kitten. And I used to nurse it on my knee, feeding it, singing nursery rhymes to it. And it went missing. Oh, Trisha, I'm sorry to hear that as well. So you see, we have lots of pals and friends in different guises for sure. On Palantine's Day on Late Lunch, our Louise said to me, Jerry, why don't we finish off with one of your good friends? And that's exactly what I'm going to do now. In my life, I have many acquaintances, lots of friends but just a few very close friends and one of them is Eddie Joyce and I met Eddie for the first time when I went to work in the Central Statistics Office, yes with the government back in August 1979 and just before coming on air today I caught up with him and I asked him to remind me about the first time we met I think one of the first things I asked you was what was your name and you said it was Gerard Kelly and I said, oh, nice to meet you, Jerry. And you said, no, it's Gerard. And I said, well, it's definitely Jerry, so. <laughs> <laughs> that probably wasn't the But I think when I reflect on that, that probably wasn't the best way to be talking to somebody new coming into the office. No, but but, um, but do, you know, was, do you know what I think? I, I think, actually, you gave me my name that I am... <laughs> Famously and best known for now. No, but but seriously, no, you weren't wrong because you see, I always say this: the only people that ever called me Jared was my mother, to be honest, and my sister. I had Jerry, but you, I think you you formally christened me with the right, shorter right, version of my right. name. So thanks for that, Eddie. <laughs> but um, yeah, we sure we were only a pair of young fellas back then, and certainly 
you were well, you were up and living up in Drogheda, so you were the guy that tried to get out early and race off to the train, and you were the guy that had lots of different interests. You know, you you were big into the badminton, and you used to tell me about the badminton games, and your outdoors guy out with the ferrets and out fishing. And, you know, you obviously, um, you piqued my, what's that word, piqued my interest. Yes. Because you, you, I actually went to a badminton game, I saw you playing badminton, and then I went up to Drada and I met the ferret, and you took me fishing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did introduce you to my world, which was obviously quite different. But I do have to say, as you mentioned that there now, we got on from the from the word go, you and I, and I think when you mentioned those things for sure, but you see we had common interests too, because you, a Shamrock Rovers fan, me mad into Drogheda United, and both of us supported the Irish soccer team. I love me music, now. I have an eclectic taste, and I'd have to say, you are a true rock and roller, but you brought me with you two uh, to see uh, gigs and see bands as well, and your love, I have to say, and just remind me of this, was I with you one New Year's Eve somewhere in Dublin when Rocky De Valera and the Gravediggers were, were headlining. Am I right? Does my memory serve you me right? You are right, yes. It was, um, it may have been 1979 or 1980, New Year's Eve, and it was McGonagall's and it was Rocky De Valera and the Gravediggers. <laughs> it was indeed. And I, another gig I remember we went to um, together, we went to see Eric Clapton in the National Stadium. Yes. Yes, and I'm sure there was more, but yeah, we did. We did have a share. We shared interest in music, and again, our other, other late colleague uh, Shay Connor. You know, there was a lot of chat about music, and I'm sure we shared albums and going out at lunch times and going around record shops and bookstores. Yes, we had great times on the break from the from the mundane jobs that we did in the Central Statistics Office. But I remember, was it Ireland-Holland was a big, big game. Weren't you at that game with oh, me? Oh, yeah, that's another place. Yeah, we did. We went to Lansdowne Road a few times together. That, that's true. So, yeah, there, there, there was those common interests. Then another another thing that you, you said to me once was, I, I had been on a fun trek holiday. And you weren't long in the office, and you said to me, I'm going to go with you next year. And, and that kind of took me aback a bit, you know. <laughs> but anyway, um, remember in around January when the old travel brochures used to come out, and you said to me, come on, let's go, and let's get this fun trek brochure, and let's pick where we're going to go. And off we went, and had, I had a great time. Ah, we had a wonderful time. And I have to admit, that was the first time I was ever on an airplane. Eddie Joyce took me up into the skies. I was afraid of me, you know what. But the holiday was remarkable. We travelled all across Europe with the late, great Colin Cross. And he passed away, Eddie, last year. Yes, uh, and I I heard him, well, in the last couple of years, you were chatting to him. And great stories about taking people to to Italia 90 and putting people on trains, etc., Yes, he was a great, great fellow. But we had a wonderful time. Do you remember when we went into uh, the showering facilities in Germany and the sign over the door said Damen, D-A-M-E-N. And you and I, you and I in our innocence thought that's what the men. But when we looked left and right, I'll tell you one thing, most fulsome women I ever showered with in my life, Eddie. Do you remember that? 
How could I forget, Jerry? How could I forget? I firmly blame you for bringing me in there. <laughs> I accept the blame fully. But not alone did we go to Europe. We holidayed yourself and Brendan, your good wife, and myself and Miriam. You remember Donegal and the Renault Donegal, 4? Donegal, I do, yes. Mm. Uh, it was a good time, but um, I also remember that I think it rained for about 12 of the 14 days we were up there. <laughs> That's Donegal for you. That's but Donegal, yeah. Great memories. And you know, we we were close together. I moved back. I transferred back to Drogheda to the Department of Post and Telegraphs. Of course, you continued your career uh, in uh, the Central Statistics Office and then on to Revenue. Uh, and and you know, Eddie, we fell out of touch. We did, didn't we? We did. And uh, when you think about it now, like with WhatsApp and Facebook and things, and I mean, Drogheda isn't that far from Dublin, <laughs> yes. but we did lose contact after you after you went up to to Drogheda. And then we had that amazing, embarrassing incident when we did finally meet up in around St. Stephen's Green. <laughs> yeah, I want to remind listeners of that. It was years later and I was going out for my lunch. I was with Aircom at the time and I was walking down the street and I spotted this fellow and I said, Jesus, that's Eddie Joyce. I haven't seen him in years. And I went over and said hello. And you're still looking at me, Eddie. I'm still looking at you. And to this day, I just cannot figure, because you hadn't changed much. I think maybe you, you were wearing glasses, which mm. maybe you, you had them for reading, but, but I just didn't remember. But my God, I, you know, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> because after all, the thing we forgot to mention there was that I was your best man, and you were my best yes. man. Yes, at our weddings. So, yeah. very embarrassing not to recognise your best man. Eddie, <laughs> will I tell you, that's what pals are for. You might lose contact of that but look as soon as you knew and I knew and really connected well we just picked it up from there years later we had our families our lives had moved on in different directions for sure but we just picked it up from there and we've continued since until Eddie the last couple of years because I haven't seen you now we've been in touch you know as you say across social media phone calls as well uh, to keeping in touch etc but we haven't met for over two years No it's quite unbelievable I, I retired in January two years ago and just kind of as COVID hit and I have only this week I met two of my former work colleagues you know and I hadn't seen them in two years and when I was going out the door I was thinking I'll see a couple of these people for lunch every couple of months now and it was two years so in the same way that I haven't seen you I mean you come up to Dublin several times a year and we, we go out and we have a meal and a chat and catch up so it it, it has been I, I don't know where those two years have mm-hmm. gone you know it's it's kind of blended into you know if I think about March I think God I don't have, I, I get them mixed up I don't know which <laughs> March I'm talking about I know I'm... I don't know where the time has gone yeah. but I have to say Jerry that you were better than me yeah, you were you were obviously a good man to pick up the phone and ring, which I really appreciated. You know, I probably might be more inclined to send you a joke on WhatsApp, but <laughs> you you were a better man for picking up the phone and, and having a chat. Oh, well, look at Eddie. We've remained in contact, we have, and I want to tell listeners, the great news is that we're meeting this Thursday, and a good friend of ours, Celia Quine, I want to say hello to her today, another great friend, is joining us too. But look, at on this day, the 14th of February, on late lunch, it's Palentine's Day, and there was only one person I wanted to ring. That's you, Eddie Joyce. You've been a great friend all these years, a really good pal, and I'm looking forward to this catch-up with you this week, and I hope our friendship remains for many, many years to come, strong as it's ever been. Well, 
a million, Jerry. And um, maybe you might dig out a song there, Andrew Gold. Um, and my message to you is thank you for being my friend. <laughs> ah, Eddie, we'll do that now. And thank you. And looking forward to the catch up on Thursday. Thanks for joining okay, us again, Jerry, Eddie. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Bye bye. You know what? I'm just delighted that I caught up with him a little bit earlier on today. And we will play that song on late lunch tomorrow. Thank you to everybody who joined us on the show today. Tomorrow, Louise and I compare our shopping lists. Yes, we've been out and about. And we're going to tell you how we fared with the shopping. You know, it's all going through the roof at the moment. Eddie Reader, she's still perfect is with me Sinead Kelly on Veterinary Matters you're two on Tuesday and more from Saturday Night Fever Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio see you Tuesday 1.30 The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drada and Dogan Cabin order your new Dacia Duster or the all new Dacia Sandero and Stepway guaranteed delivery and low rate APR finance visit blackstonemotors.ie Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.